Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With AIB, proud supporter of the Goal Mile. You can register now at goalmile.org. AIB, we pledge to do more. Over the past while, staying in has definitely become the new going out and depending on what comes tonight from the government, that could be the truest statement made on the show this morning. And with nine fine wines stores located across Limerick, there's sure to be a store near you. With Christmas around the corner, we've teamed up with fine wines to give you a chance to win a fab prize worth €500. Euro. Head over to live95.ie and check out how you can enter with thanks to fine wines, your local off-licence and your winning station, Live 95. Over 18s only, enjoy alcohol responsibly, see drinkaware.ie It is time now for our Friday morning coffee break and joining us this morning we have Pat Brown of Munster Business with Fergal Deegan of Deegan Solutions and Marion Quinn of the Association of Childhood Professionals and she's based in Limerick as well and you're all very welcome, thank you for joining us. So what we're hearing is going to potentially be announced tonight by the government based on what Neffet are advising to them is a 5pm closing time for pubs and restaurants beginning on Monday evening. Theatre, cinemas and other cultural entertainment gatherings should also close at five. Outdoor sporting events should be restricted to 50% capacity or 5,000 attendees. Uh, They too should not take place after five in the afternoon. Schools will remain open for the final week of term next week and though specific guidelines around weddings has not been issued, it is understood that Neffet believes any large-scale gathering could become a super-spreader event of the Omicron variant and will advise against the holding of late-night events full stop for, I don't know how long, the foreseeable, I suppose. Marion Quinn, what do you make of all of that? No. <laughs> As a disaster hearing it, isn't it? I mean, I suppose not surprising. Um, good morning, Joe, first of all. Hello. Um, yeah, so not surprising, um, really, I suppose, with the way the numbers have been going. Um, and it is, it is really disappointing, um, you know, I suppose, that we're in this position again. But, I mean, but we are. Um, and I do agree that, that some measures need to be taken place. I mean, um, one of my Christmas presents for somebody is about to be scuppered um, with the limitation on the sporting events and whatever. But, again, I'm not surprised. I mean, I was at a match recently and, um, you know, I mean, there was like about 2,000 people at the match in, in one stand as opposed to, you know, across all the different areas of the, of the, of the grounds. Um, and next to nobody wearing masks, despite the fact um, that you had to wear them going in through the turnstiles and um, despite the fact that, you know, there is evidence in terms of the benefit, you know, but not spreading. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised that, 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 you know, that action is needing to be taken despite the fact how disappointing it is. Yeah, but the thing is, we we were all kind of given a different impression, weren't we, over the last few months? And especially, you know, be, get fully vaccinated. Now we're being told about the vaccine booster. And I suppose the experts will argue, and the government do as well, we never said it was a perfect solution. Mm. But that's how a lot of people heard it. They believe, get this, and we'll we'll be out the gap. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I agree with that. I, I do think, I mean, the messaging has been, the thing that has been most difficult about this whole thing for me, um, you know, if we had, um, <clears throat> you know, I suppose more definite, and, and I'm not asking for 100%, oh, look, this is a guarantee. Um, just asking for consistent messaging, um, messaging that doesn't seem to be the opposite to what we're actually experiencing in life. Um, I think it definitely would make it a lot easier to, to hear and to accept. Um, but when things are so confusing, you're kind of going, okay, you, you can see what's 
happening around you and you're going, listen, what's being said at, at government level definitely isn't what's happening on the ground. Um, but OK, we're going to go with what they're seeing. And, and more and more we're finding that's kind of leading us into, into kind of more and more difficulty. So I can understand how people then, you know, kind of make decisions themselves in relation to what they're going to do. Um, because the mixed messaging from the government certainly doesn't lead you to trust you know, what's being said there. Um, and I suppose that's part of the biggest difficulty of this whole thing. Yeah. Now, Fergal Teagan, I mean, I know you're a man who takes a generally positive approach to life and you'll be close to the business community as well and indeed entertainers in Limerick. What do you make of all of this this morning? Uh, Joe, it's, 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 it's disheartening, really. You know, I mean, we're, we're going along. It's our second Christmas. We thought we had some form of normality and uh, suddenly, you know, this comes this comes down to us. No. Of course, we are waiting for the actual um, guidelines this evening. You know, these are speculation. I was talking to some lads in the trade today. They think five o'clock they might get a, a, an hour or two grace on that. But you'd feel sorry for all the events. I mean, I just heard there a while ago, uh, the Munster Cast match is off tomorrow evening. Um, no, no just to say, apparently that that again is back in, in play because, uh, well, well, the latest we got was Bernard Jackman, who would you know from rugby circles, he has contacts in France. He tweeted that uh, the teams from France were not going to travel. Apparently, yeah. he sent a clarifying tweet now saying the French teams won't travel to the UK. So now there's a suggestion, maybe, maybe, maybe the on. cast will yeah. travel to Limerick still. I don't know. Yeah, but again, it's just the uncertainty. You know, people making plans and, and looking forward to some form of enjoyment or... or some break from all this this lockdown and restrictions and um, I heard McDolan on with you this morning I mean I feel so sorry for Mick and the lads down there in Dolan's who've, who've kind of uh, went out of the way to reschedule everything you know they're just in limbo land so like everybody's getting a bit tired as well Joe I think and you know um, you do hear people saying well we're still going to do our own Christmas if this happens if that happens so it's, it's difficult very difficult for people and I suppose at the moment you really can't plan anything. Yeah. In ways, there's not much point the government imposing restrictions that are going to be ignored by a, a very significant minority, at least of the people, is it, Fergal? So that's where the nuance comes in. But of course, if they go against the Neffet advice and things go badly wrong the way they did last January, the finger's going to be pointed directly back at the government. Yeah, and as you said, Joe, you mentioned there about weddings. You're also going to have to take into funerals and, and you've Christmas time for people that, you know, go to ma- all the mass scores and all that. There's going to be a whole, like, there's going to be more than, like, what's a big gathering? What's what's the classification um, apart from sporting events? And where does it impact on people who the arrangements made and maybe had to change their numbers a couple of times for, the, for, for, their, for their wedding and their big day? And so, like, it's the uncertainty. It's actually the, the not knowing of what, what actually is coming, you know? Yeah. Uh, Pat Brown, what are your thoughts on all of this this morning? Yeah, it's going to be crazy. I'm, I'm actually parked outside Castle Dargan in Sligo. I have a wedding here now uh, at one o'clock. <laughs> and I've, I've seven <laughs> well, weddings booked between now and New Year's Eve. Right. And they're all up in the air. Well, not today, thankfully, but uh, from Monday, of course. This is yeah, Monday's. from Monday on. So I've one today, I have another one tomorrow. And then 27, 28, 29th, up to New Year's Eve. Now, if they're restricted, bars close at five o'clock. What are you supposed to do? So it's just ah, it's craziness. I, I, I mean, I'll survive, but I, I feel terrible for the poor um, couples. They don't know what to do, like you know. No, they really don't, and and you do wonder as well. You know, 
Irish people being Irish people, particularly in that period over Christmas when a lot of people have a lot of time off, like, do they just end up drinking at midday until five? Yeah. And then going on to, you know, houses and, you know, like we, we can pretend, I suppose, that that won't happen. But the reality is there are a significant proportion of people who that will be exactly what they're thinking, Pat. Oh, yeah, exactly. I mean, house parties are have always been a thing. And if you can't go to the pub where you might normally go and meet up with, with friends and relatives and whatever, obviously it's going to be, well, sure, we'll all meet up at Pat's house or whatever. And it's going to be a far worse situation because they're in much tighter environments. No airflow, you know, it's worse than being in the pub. No no vaccine passes. They're hardly going to be checking vaccine passes at the front door of homes. Well, I can tell you that we're having our Christmas dinner and everyone is going to be taking um, tests. We're all triple vaccinated, but everyone will also take a PCR test before we meet up for our Christmas dinner, just to keep everybody safe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Fergal, I mean, I know you've been out with, with others doing some entertainment, uh, you know, in Limerick City Centre yeah. over the last uh, few weeks and, and presumably planned again. Uh, what's, what's the atmosphere like? I mean, what's your sense of, of where things are in, in the run-up well, to Christmas? Well, I mean, uh, we're, thank God, we are on the streets again tomorrow. We, we're okay with it because we're outdoors and we don't, you know, um, and the weather is playing good tomorrow. But, I mean, a lot of these entertainers have had so many gigs cancelled. Um, they're glad to be able to play and do some work. But, um, like, we forget too, it's their profession. Like, you know, we see musicians, we think it's a hobby or we think it's, it's you know, something that, that they just do. But it's actually, their, it's their income, it's their profession, it's their... And while they're glad to get out and it's Christmas and play, there's an air of, like they don't know where they're going or what's going to happen or what they're doing. And, and, and it's, it's terrible, you know. It's, and all they want to do is get back to what they used to do. Fergal, Deegan, Pat Brown and Marion Quinn are all with us. Thank you for your comments. Uh, Pat uh, says, some people can be fooled some of the time, but it seems you, Dopey Joe, can be fooled all the time. Every publican and restaurant owner and all of us should lobby, text, call all our local politicians and tell them to reject these stupid proposals and let us get on with our lives. Omicron is only a head cold. Uh, It's the time to get rid of Neffet. The sell-by date is gone, says uh, Pat. Um, Another Pat says, Joe, Christmas is about families. We need to remember that and celebrate those that we have and remember those that are no longer with us. We don't need pubs, etc. to define Christmas. Be happy and remember what Christmas is really about. Happy Christmas, Joe, says Pat. And uh, Joe, was that vaccine not meant to be a game changer? Now, Pfizer have a new pill that's going to be a game changer, according to Professor Luke O'Neill. Will people cop on and stop this madness before people lose the will to live completely? Uh, Joe and all at Live95, thanks for keeping us entertained and up to date with news and local events. Happy and safe Christmas to you. Keep up the great work. Um, 96% of Irish people vaccinated and more restrictions being foisted upon us again later today. Christmas is cancelled. Thanks, Neffet. The fighting Irish my rear end, says that uh, listener. Another listener says these new curfew rules are all about protecting the unvaccinated. The vaccinated will only get a mild sickness and uh, we are not like the UK where one third are not vaccinated. Um, So a lot of different views coming in on all of that um, Fergal Deegan. I think a sense... (laughs) <laughs> the variety of opinions and a little bit of anger that we've been feeling over yeah. uh, this morning. I think, Joe, it's frustration and it's coming to a boil now. Um, as I said, everybody, when we when the vaccine came out first, we talked great, the vaccine's here, we all went and got it in the booster, was supposed to be the reassurance. 
and now we're all like we're wondering what's like what's next and what's going to happen. And as you said, they're like, or one of your listeners there was saying like, there's a new pill coming out by Pfizer, which is what's be a game changer again. So how many game changers do we need to to get back to some form of normality and and you know just getting on with our lives? So it's it it's 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 a very very strange one. Nobody knows. Day to day, it's changing, and uh, but the frustrations are certainly coming to a boil, and people are just beginning, I think, to get fed up. Yeah. Um, woman's been in touch with us in the last couple of minutes to say, "Hi, Joe. I'm 27, double vaccinated. I caught COVID last week. It actually hurts my head physically to listen to radio or watch TV. I'm curled up on the couch and going nowhere for Christmas on my own in my apartment. Please take this virus seriously. I don't know where I'd be now if I hadn't been vaccinated." Um, Marion, you you obviously would have a sense of the impact on children of all of this from every perspective, including spread of the virus. And this has been one of the raging debates, hasn't it? It's an unvaccinated population. I know 5 to 11s uh, will be offered it um, soon, but not at the moment. So what's on the ground? What, what have you been seeing happening? Yeah, I mean, it, look, it, it's been really difficult, um, you know, for, uh, I suppose, you know, the early year services and school-age childcare services um, and the children that they work with um, and for the parents and, and families involved um, because the numbers have been increasing and they've been steadily increasing in the in the primary schools and they've been increasing in the in the creches and the after schools. Um, you know, of course they are because, you know, in the main, they've, you know, up until quite recently, um, they were unmasked, um, you know, so they are mixing, they are engaging, um, we know, with, with young children. Um, you know, if one, they're, they're very often unsymptomatic, so they're coming in, um, you know, mixing with other children. So, they're, you know, there's some spread, while it might not be widespread. I mean, you know, there, it could be an outbreak, which is, you know, maybe two children. Um, but that's it, that, that's two children going home, um, you know, to their families and mixing with whoever they're mixing with as well. And, you know, I mean, so that, that does increase things. Um, I mean, masks were int- introduced, you know, for um, children over nine. Um, and, and I mean, you know, there's a lot of people kind of saying, oh, God, this is, you know, desperately traumatic, trauma- traumatizing for them. Um, but, you know, with the masks, children adapt. Um, they wear, it's like, you know, a child doesn't like wearing a hat, but, you know, it's good for them, you know, a bit of the hell. So they wear that. It's the same with masks. Um, it hasn't been a great difficulty. I was asking some of the young ones, you know, what, what do you think about it? And they go, oh, yes, Grant, you don't even notice it after a while. Um, it's sad that that is a reality, um, you know, that, that they have to get used to something. But, um, you know, when, when that does help, um, or if it does help in terms of spreading it, it's, you know, it's a non-pharmaceutical um, intervention. So um, there's, there's no harm to it. Um, but it is very difficult for children in terms of, you know, not being able to mix, you know, not, not having the, the kind of um, the kind of play space, which we know with their friends or, um, you know, or, or if they have to stop going visiting houses or, um, you know, kind of having... Uh, having the interactions that you know that that are best for them socially and emotionally, you know, to have them, um, and uh, we, there is going to be repercussions, you know, in terms of the supports that are going to be needed um, for all areas of the of society. But I think for um, for children and young adults, um, you know, it, it is a big thing. And I mean, I work I work in a college, and I see the impact, um, you know, even that this is having on on, on kind of students. So you know, for, from right up up the age ways, um, it is having a significant impact. I suppose the uncertainty, the fear it's almost like we're kind of living in continuous stress because you just don't know what's happening what's happening next or what's coming next so all these ways keep people kind of on a fight or flight 
base um, and that is that's not good for anybody's body um, yeah. you know to be yeah, less rested. The, the, the base level of anxiety is uh, so high um, yes. now the one good piece of news it seems Pat Brown out of all of this is that at least the current guidelines on how many can come and gather in a single home which is your family plus three others isn't likely to be changed because in reality I suppose people have to find some way to mark Christmas in a week's time, don't they? Yeah, I don't think we're going to be shouting any other letterboxes, <laughs> which is kind of the only other option we have at the moment. Um, I, I think I don't think they're going to get massively restrictive because if they bring in all the things they're talking about, we would have one of the most restrictive in all of Europe. Um, nobody so, else so you, so you don't, you don't think that this Netflix advice is going to be followed completely by the government today? They'll water it down. There'll be some variation on it. But, I mean, there'll be absolute... Bedlam, if everything is introduced as they're talking about bringing it all in. Um, so I think there'll be some more restrictions. Um, one of the things I think has definitely happened at the moment is people are losing their patience with the unvaccinated. Um, I mean, initially it was like, oh, yeah, it's your choice, fine, you know, do what you want. Now they're kind of going, would you ever just get the bloody jab, lads? Now, obviously, people who have medical reasons and, you know, valid reasons, but those people saying it's my choice. Well, your choice is screwing it up for the rest of us. So people are kind of losing their patience, I think. Definitely, in my cohort anyway, everybody's going, for flip's sake, like, just get it done, you know? Yeah. I mean, Fergie, that's an interesting point that Pat makes there. You know, uh, I mean, obviously TDs will be hearing all morning, you know, they'll be hearing shows like this, they'll be seeing social media, they'll be talking to people, the people will be contacting their constituency offices, and that, I presume, gets fed back during the morning to, you know, a party headquarters onto the various ministers who will be sitting down to talk about this today. But the flip side of that is that if they move away from the Netflix advice, as we're hearing then if things go wrong, they will get the blame. Yeah, I mean, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. Um, And they're stuck between a rock and a hard place. Like, um, But I do think people, like, we are getting tired, we are getting weary, and as much as a lot of us would be positive and bouncing around the place and trying to look at the brighter side of things, um, uh, you know, as Pat said there, like, I mean, there was there was all the sympathetic view about the unvaccinated, and yes, you, you've the right to choice, but it's affecting us all now, and um, I, I really don't know, but I wouldn't like to be a politician, I would not like to be in the meeting, I would not like to be voting, and especially of all times at Christmas time, you know, yeah. so um, it is a difficult, look, it's a difficult place to be, it's a difficult decision to be in, and I think no matter what decision they make, the majority of people are going to say they're wrong. So, I mean, there's no winner here. Yeah. Jimmy has been in touch with us to say, Joe, give John Kiley the Munster job. He won nearly four All-Irelands with Limerick in his five years. Why go outside <laughs> Ireland to find a manager? Um, uh, uh, why don't we get John to do the job? Jimmy was like, say no, John is thinking to himself, John is principal of a school and he's the Limerick senior hurling manager and you want him to be Munster rugby coach as well? What, in the winter, is it? Or... <laughs> I, I don't know about that. But mind you, it could be a boon for uh, you guys at Young Munster, um, Fergal, um, because, like, you know, you can socially distance reasonably well and still get a decent crowd in there. Uh, 5,000 would be a great crowd for for AIL rugby, wouldn't it? That's good, Joe. And it, it's funny, like, we, 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 we played the Munster Senior Cup semi final against Highfield tomorrow. And, like, you know, when you talk clubs and you, you get a bit you get a bit selfish. Um, if if the Munster match is off, we may get players back to play in that game tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and the second part, Joe, is that we, we, we played the Batman Cup final in January there against Ballina in your Munster. So, like, we, 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 
you know, being uh, it's all about the parish in the end, Fergal. All about the parish. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. All right, guys. Well, listen, thank you all very much. Um, we hope you have a very happy Christmas, whatever shape uh, it takes. It's super to chat to three good friends of the show this Friday morning. Fergal Deegan of Deegan Solutions, Pat Brown of Munster Business, uh, off to take super photographs at that wedding up in Sligo, and Marion Quinn from the Association of Childhood Professionals, who's based in Limerick. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live. 95 with AIB proud supporter of the Goal Mile you can register now at goalmile.org AIB we pledge to do more